game. Blouses. Gallon Chuck. Disaster. Uh, forget it. Disaster. Well, I mean, I'm no doctor. We now join America's most popular show already in progress. Everybody loves Mitch and Sean. You guys are the greatest duo. Fantastic. That team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. to another edition of the Post Game Pines podcast. I'm Mitch Gallo with Sean Campbell. Campbell, I have to say, I'm pretty content right now because I got a new mug. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah, I got one, too. I'm using this one right now, but I do have a new one, too. I like it. That's all right. Thank you to uh, everybody at LaBrosse and uh, in Point Claire. Uh, once again, Sean, today I am uh, drinking uh, Wicked Nor'easter. Um, I don't know. It, it's pretty late at night when we're recording this podcast, so I don't know if I want to have a coffee beer right now. If not, <laughs> I would be enjoying an Angry Galileo, but we've had a long night, and uh, that's why, as you can see in the opening, I already had a beer poured, and I'm going to be on to beer number two here uh, because it's just uh, it's one of those nights, and I know it's a, it a hard night for some Montreal Canadian fans. That might give you an inkling as to uh, when this uh, podcast is being uh, recorded, but once again, thanks to uh, the gang at LeBros for being such great sponsors of the podcast. Yeah, I went with the uh, LeBros Gold Digger tonight. Uh, I, I would have a Campbell play-by-play IPA. I just, I like to change it up. I, I know I have the Campbell play-by-play IPA. And same with the Angry Gallo Ale. Uh, I like to change, and, and their beer is the variety. The Nor'easter is one of my favorites. And, you know, the Campbell play-by-play IPA is based a little bit off the Nor'easter. It's a little different. But uh, so I, I like the beer that you have, but I'm a big fan of the Gold Digger. It's just, it goes down so smooth. So uh, check them out. Uh, new hours, curfews changed and hours and, and uh, regulations. So check out the new hours at labrosse.com. Check them out on Facebook and uh, 133 Labrosse in Point Claire. Go say hi to the entire gang and get yourself some Campbell play-by-play IPA. My mom went back the other day. She's like, I needed a couple dozen more. I'm like, yeah, that's right, mom. You go, mom. Get, get more Campbell play-by-play IPA. Love it, Sean. Love it. All right. Uh, we got plenty to get to. Editor headlines a little later on. We haven't done that in a while, so looking forward to that. And the aftermath of the Super Bowl should be fun. But, Mitch, why don't we start with our rapid fire? And our rapid fire questions uh, were provided on social media. So I want you to make sure that you uh, follow us. Sean R. Campbell, Mitch Y. Gallo, Post Game Pints on Twitter, and you could get your chance to win some cool prizes. But I just want got to say, uh, Johannes, thanks for some of your questions. You put like seven of them. We're only going to take a couple, but we're going to get into your rapid fire. So your suggestions are happening on the Post Game Pints podcast. So Mitch, where are we starting with the rapid fire? Yeah, and thank you to uh, Johannes. I hope we're getting his name right. Uh, it's Johannes, down. Johannes. I'm not sure. He, he gave yeah. a list. We said, we'll take three of those. And you chose them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, don't forget, of course, uh, also, you could follow us on Facebook and YouTube 
And of course, uh, listen to the uh, podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. We are trying to be everywhere where we can possibly be all the different platforms. So thank you uh, for writing us and congratulations, because I also think you might have uh, a guest certificate coming your way. We'll tell you all about that in just a second. Uh, but Sean, as far as the rapid fire, uh, the first thing you would like to know is who is the most underrated player on the Montreal Canadiens and who is the most overrated player Ooh. on the Montreal Canadiens? Overrated, underrated, eh? Uh, all right. I'm going to go with the most underrated to start. Um, this, is, this is a player that I think has really stabilized the Canadiens' blue line. And I, and I think across the league, you can make the conversation about Jeff Petrie. But I think with the Canadians, we've known about Jeff Petrie for years. So if we're just in the realm of the Montreal Canadiens, I don't think I can give Jeff Petrie that, car, that, that answer. I think I can if I'm in the context of the National Hockey League. But in the context of the Canadians, I'm going Ben Chirot. I think Ben Chirot has really stabilized what... He does in that top four. It was a little bit of a question mark because after everything that happened with Carl Halsner, but it's been a couple of years and dominant playoff performances uh, from Ben Sherratt. I'm going to put him on the underrated. And I know that all the love goes to Weber. It all goes to Petrie. Everybody loves Romanoff, but Ben Sherratt has shown up and just said, Hey, I'm a top pairing guy. Deal with it. And I, I, I think that, you know, for the price, the minutes, uh, the grind that he plays, uh, I'm, I'm going to go uh, with Ben Chirot as the most underrated player on the Canadians. Look, uh, I, I think that's a, a pretty good answer. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Chirot's been really solid since coming to the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, he, he, you know, a lot of people were worried when they signed him. Was this going to be another Carl Walsner? You know, people looked at some of his advanced uh, numbers playing with Winnipeg, a team that doesn't exactly play a puck possession style. You know, maybe there was some concerns there. And, you know, he's come to Montreal and really shut everybody up and played extremely well. And I like the way you put it. He's like, I'm a top pairing guy now. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Sherrod's so, uh, a great answer. Um, I'll, I'll look at the four groups, Sean. I'll say the most underrated player is Thomas Tatar. I, I look up front and, you know, the kids get a lot of praise with Suzuki and Kakanyemi. You know, Gallagher gets his due because he's such a, a battler and he scores, you know, 30 goals a year. Anderson was the big power forward. Everyone was excited mm -hmm. about the Canadians finally got him to fully scored so much early in the season for the Canadians. So he's been talked about a lot. Whereas Thomas Tatar just, you know, quietly goes about doing his thing. And I would pretty much be willing to put a gallo guarantee that at the end of the season, we'll prorate Thomas Tatar's numbers and he'll be somewhere in the 20 to 25 goal range. You know, he, his point totals won't change. He'll be right yeah. there doing what he always does. And I think he goes a, a little bit under the radar, Sean. Super skilled guy. Uh, I, I like the way he plays at both ends. I just think he's a really solid hockey player. Now, don't get me wrong. He's not in the, the top tier of the National Hockey League. But I just think he, he possesses a little bit of everything. Like, he's a really well-rounded player. And he's a big reason why the Canadians have had success. A good skater, good shot, can play on the power play. Didn't really play the penalty kill, but I bet if you put him in that situation, he would. But he's he's out there five on five defending against some of the best players in the National Hockey League. And 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 for me, the, the Thomas Tatar is the consistency. And you mentioned it. If you're just going to, by the end of the season, if you're going to prorate everything. And I think that's what goes unnoticed is a player that does that. And even his off year, his off year, right, was the year that he got traded from Detroit to Vegas. And it didn't really, he couldn't fit in with Vegas. Still scored 20 goals. 
still 20 goals that year. So I yep. think that there's, there's something about these players that are consistent. Like think about one of the most consistent players in the national hockey league of all time is one of the most clutch clutch players. And there's always this debate and, and, and no one like gave this guy that love until he started winning, you know, con Smythe. That's Justin Williams. That guy year in and year out just showed up and did his job. That's all he did. And one of the most underrated players because of the consistency that he brought. And I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, at the end of Tatar's career, he's going to be like Justin Williams, but he brings consistency. I don't know if he's going to be the clutch player in game sevens that that player is, but that consistency is something that any NHL player strives for. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you want to finish that up? No, I, I'm just going to say, uh, you know, I also was such a fan of the way the Red Wings used to, uh, develop their players and bring their guys along uh, during that during that era where uh, Ken Holland really had a lock on things. And it almost feels like uh, Thomas Sitar was one of the last of that school uh, that, uh, that the Red Wings used to have. They used to pump out player after player after player. You know, we'll see if they get back uh, to it again now with Steve Eisman and company. But I just wanted to say that, you know, Detroit was a factory with how they produced players. And how those guys were all so well-rounded and such great professionals after playing uh, with Grand Rapids and Thomas Tatar seems to be one of the last guys to come from that uh, come from that background. All right, so I'm going to let you go first on the overrated player with the Canadians. Well, Sean, I'm going to uh, I'm going to cop cop out here a little bit, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to say my who I think the most uh, overrated player on the roster is now because I just I, I don't see any plus or any reason for me to do that uh i don't want to upset anybody i don't want to ruffle too many feathers and i don't want to call anybody overrated because it's it's not very nice i think everybody is getting their just due right now i'll say who i think the most overrated uh, montreal Canadiens player that i've watched of all time is <laughs> who's that michael Ryder? no i like i love <laughs> michael Ryder. i i think the most overrated montreal canadian player in my lifetime, is Alex Kovalev. Alex Kovalev, like the praise he got from the fans, I never understood it because I'd watch him and I'd be like, okay, I get it. Super skilled, uh, very talented. I'm like, he's dogging it half the time. Doesn't look like he's trying like he should. Uh, he's not like, like I, I see like the, the, the Canadian fan, the Canadian fans always want everyone to play like Gallagher. Well, I'm like, I don't, I don't understand the infatuation with Kovalev because he didn't play anything like Gallagher. Like, this guy's effort level uh, on occasion was so darn low, and I'd see right through it. And, of course, he had shown the ability. It was offensive. He brought you to your seat sometimes. And maybe the, the market is just starved for that type of star player, and Kovalev was the closest that, uh, that, that they came to having that type of guy. But I always just thought Kovalev was so darn overrated when he was with Montreal. I'm going to give you a name for uh, all time. It's a player that he played on the top line. And it was mainly because the era that he played in for the Canadians. But I think for the rest of his career, he thought he was a top line player. And I'm like, you're the perfect third line player. Why do you always have to be on the top line? And then when he wasn't on the top line, it seemed like he whined and complained. And I know that that kind of happened when he went to another team. Uh, do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, Going to guess Chris Higgins? You nailed it. Chris Higgins. Absolutely nailed it. Uh, just and, and maybe it was just a little bit of the attitude after he left the Montreal. I just I never got it. He just, I was like, you were never a first line player. And I know that he had some uh, productive times. Uh, I thought you were going to give me a player from now. 
I, I, I was ready to do. I, I don't know. I, I was ready to answer. Go ahead. I'm going to go Philip Deneau. And, 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 and here's the thing. I am 100%, and it's just because of with the, where the Canadians are. I think that his importance is invaluable to the Canadians right now because of how young their centers are. But if they had regular centers, I think he would be in a different spot. Does that make sense? Because the centers that they have, they need him. And I think that's why there's a value. And I, and I don't, I'm not trying to attach a value that he, he's going to get paid because I think he's going to get paid. And I think that there's a demand for a player like that in with Montreal or anywhere else. But I think that his value is high just because the youth that the Canadians have. So then there's a lot more pressure on him to perform and it's, it, it, it's, it's hurting him a little bit. Do you understand where my angle is here? Whereas I don't think it in the, like I, it's the other way. Like I don't think it in the overall of the NHL, but his value with the Canadians is like, because of who he's playing with and where he stands. And I, and, and I, and I think that that's kind of maybe affecting him a little bit. Uh, I think that if he was with another franchise, not that I don't think he's, going anywhere but if he was with another franchise he would just be who he is but now it's like he's overvalued because of who he's surrounded with does that make sense did i make yeah. any sense there yeah no it, it makes complete sense and 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 i'm sorry i didn't give you an answer but here's what i'm gonna do sean just say carrie price and you'll be oh i said an answer no, I'm not just going to throw out an answer like that, but clearly I don't want to tell you who I think the most overrated player is, and I don't want to tell you, the people out there, who I think the most overrated player is. But what I'm going to do, Sean, is if somebody responds and can guess correctly who I think the most overrated player on the Montreal Canadiens is, I will give them, we will give them a $20 gift certificate to Cunningham's Pub where they can oh, purchase like the most delicious wings imaginable. Oh, I love it. And I know that our pop quiz is brought to you by Cunningham's Pub. Uh, but I like this. If you can guess who Gallo thinks is the most overrated player on the Canadians, then you win yourself. The first person to guess. Oh, I like this. I like this at all. Can I guess? Because I don't know. I don't know. No, you cannot guess. This is not okay. for you. Oh. Uh, but I'll go, if you go get your wings, I'll go with you. But I mean, I'll just <laughs> go behind you in six feet distance. That's, uh, that's fine. All right. Uh, uh, Johannes also sent in a question in our rapid fire. What's the best thing about the Bell Center and the worst thing about the Bell Center? All right. What, which one do you want to start with here? Okay. So here's the thing. Do you want me to answer this, how I go to the Bell Center every single day and I'm in the media? Because I've been to like one game for the Canadians in the stands in the last eight years, maybe two, but I work every game. I'm there. I know the bell center inside and out. And I've been there as a fan throughout my whole life. How am, how am I supposed to answer this? Yeah. But the thing is, Sean, uh, you're right. Maybe you don't go to that many hockey games as a fan. I might even go to uh, more than you do. However, uh, you go to concerts, you go to uh, WWE. Okay. okay, that's fine. I, I just, I want to know, am I answering it as a me member of the media or am I nah. answering someone who just goes to the Bell Center? It's got to be, a, it's got to be as a fan, just someone who goes to the Bell Center. Okay. Uh, so you want, you want the best thing? Yeah. 
not a bad seat in the house. I've, I've, you know, as a fan, I've sat middle corner, like middle corner, the worst seats. And I was like, oh, I see the ice perfectly. I've sat middle last row. I've sat, you know, front row in the Desjardins. I've, I, I honestly, I have yet to sit in a seat where I'm like, this is uncomfortable. And, you know, I know it's always tight, but uh, my first for positive, there's not a bad seat in the house. That's, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, for good there's a lot of good but i i love a building that i've been in lots of buildings I'm like how do you sit there like what what's going on like you have to move and i've been in a lot of buildings and they're not built for hockey or they're not built properly in the bell center for twenty one thousand, how steep it is i know sometimes it's high i like heights I, when i'm watching sports it's like i like it for football i like it for hockey uh there's not a bad seat in the house now that was going to be my answer so i'm going really? to do a change on the fly here damn I agree with you. Uh, I am going to say uh, the feeling I get when the arena is completely filled, mm-hmm. uh, the goosebumps, the the energy that seems to be in that place. I've been to a lot of arenas, Sean, across yeah. the National Hockey League, and nowhere gives me the feeling that I get when I enter the Bell Center. And I, I get that feeling every single time I'm in the in the arena. Yeah, I saw. I, I, I like that too. There's a at uh, where we work at uh, TSN 69, there's this big mural kind of canvas painting light in the back. And it was from a playoff game. And I'm a little jealous because I, I remember I pointed you out like, Gallo, that's you. You're, you're there and I see you. I know I was there. I know where I am. I'm just not in the angle of the photo. I'm, and, yeah. and, I, and you're just like, you're like a little speck, like right, like there. But I'm like, Gallo, that's you. Cause I saw your computer up, but I know where you sit. And then and you were like, yeah. That's me, and I could see over a little bit. There was knuckles, you know, and I'm like, "There's, there's knuckles right there." And but I'm like, oh, "I'm not in this picture." Oh. I was like, and "Sad." I, was like, I wonder, I wonder which game that was. <laughs> that it, it captures the feeling. It was a, it was Habs Ottawa playoff game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, worst thing about the Bell Center, like, is we just go price, like for for like what you're buying and. Like, cause you know, that's tough. I don't know. It seems par for the course. So I don't really, I know, I know what that. it is. And it's like, but it, that's, that's what keeps me is like, oh man, I go there to watch a WWE or this. And it's like, I mean, it's $12 of beer, but I need this. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what? I don't know. Um, I, I'm like, it's it's my first to... complaint, but I know how supply and demand is. And I know that I buy it. Like, yeah, uh, I'm going to go a little bit simpler than that, Sean, because that doesn't bother me. It's kind of par for the course. Uh, and it's that way everywhere. I'm just going to say it, it's old. It's old now. Like it, you look across the league and everybody, no, so I shouldn't say everybody, but most teams are on to another arena by now. And it's, I know it's crazy to think, well, what year was it that they moved in? 96? 96. 96. So it's crazy to think that an arena would already be old in such a short amount of time. But man, 1996, that's a long time. Like you yeah. look at it and, uh, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, they, they got some of the oldest rinks in the league. Most of the other teams have moved by now. So it's my yeah. only criticism is that it's a, it's a bit outdated. But it's got feeling. It's, it, I know it doesn't have forum feeling. And I've been to the forum and I know the forum, but it's got feeling now. The Bell Center's got feeling. And there's some buildings that don't have feeling. That, that building still has feeling. And, and, and for a new old building, you know, there's MSG, which is great. And we know what the forum was and all that stuff, uh, but it's got feeling. Some of these new buildings still don't have any any life. 
All right, because I want to get to editor headlines. I still want to get to pop quiz. Uh, one more. Chances of the Canadians winning the cup from Johannes. That is the question. Um, you want my answer? Sure. One and eight. One and eight. I think they're one of the top two teams in their division. There's only going to be by that point. There's, there's, there's four divisions, two teams at the end in that division. So they, their chances are one and eight. That's what I'm going to give you. Maybe a little higher, like one and nine, because they're not as good as maybe like a Tampa or, or the way the Boston's roll in. But uh, one and eight, because I think that they could be one of the final eight teams in the National Hockey League. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think um, when the playoffs roll around, anything can happen. I know it's a bit of a cliche, but we've seen teams come out of nowhere in, in that format. So I'll say one and 16. One and 16. Okay. I'm okay with that. Uh, Mitch, before we get to editor headlines, I want to welcome somebody else to the family here at the Post Game Pines podcast. And I know you're excited. I know Dave's excited. I know I'm going to need to get a dog, but I want to welcome Wolf Pack, and I want you to uh, go check them out at wolfpacks.ca to find out what they're all about. But welcome, Wolf Pack, to the Post Game Pints podcast family. Yeah, thank you very much, Wolf Pack. My, uh, my doggo, Vader, is going to be very happy that uh, Wolf Pack is aboard. Yeah, so uh, we'll have more and tell you all about them in the coming weeks. But uh, welcome aboard to Wolfpack. Wolfpacks.ca is their website. Check it out and you'll see that you'll want to get involved with them too. Editor Headlines, Mitch, it's been a long time since we've done this. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. I don't know. I know I have a couple bad ones, but I think I have some really good ones too. I think I have all bad ones. Oh, nice. I like the bad ones. What do you got? You got one theme or are you all over the place? Uh, no, it's all Super Bowl. Okay. So, um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, can I, you normally go first. So I'm going to let you do two and three. Can I, because mine are all Super Bowl, but one. Okay. So can I do my one that's not Super Bowl? Then we'll go on to Super Bowl. Go for it. Okay. Uh, the Canadians brought their uh, red uh, reverse retro jerseys. They wore the blue. I know there's people love them. There's people that hate them, but they lost. They they lost in those jerseys to the Senators. So my headline reads: Red, white, and boo. <laughs> Sean, I thought so. Uh, I I can rip off you uh, yeah. right now. Um, and by the way, I give you a, a thumbs up. <laughs> but I would I would have made it even better. Yeah, I would have went with red, white, and lose. <laughs> I would have went with red, white, and blue urns. I was <laughs> saying blue urns. Cheers. All right, I just threw out like three of them out there, but that was just one. All right, go go two in a row. Uh, Super Bowl uh, editor headlines. The rest of mine are all Super Bowl. All right, first uh, Super Bowl one, Sean. And I used this song in the past on Editor Headlines when we okay. had a show on uh, TSN. And I can't remember if I used it for this player. So if this is a repeat, I'm sorry. I'll tell you but if I remember. the first time on the podcast. 
So remember the Carly Rae Jepsen song? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Call me baby. Yeah, so uh, my headline is simple. So here's my number and call me Brady. <laughs> His number seven. His number seven. <laughs> yeah. Am I doing uh, uh, two in a row? Yeah, you go two in a row because I usually finish it off. All right, my next one's uh, very simple. By the way, I see uh, room for Dave trying to do it to edit in a lot of sound here for us. Oh, I hope so. I don't know. That's, that's his job. Number he's two he's... is very simple. Yeah. I'm going with Lord of the Rings. I get it. Yeah, makes sense. I like your plan right. with it. You're going to have some Lord of the Rings music. That's, that's why I said Dave trying to do it might have a couple edits now. All right. I don't have I don't have music for mine or music theme, but uh, the Chiefs scored all these touchdowns all season long, right? Like mm -hmm. touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. They were one of the top scoring teams in the in the uh, entire season, and they lose in the Super Bowl. They didn't score a touchdown, Mitch. Three three field goals. That's it. That's it for the Chiefs. So the Chiefs were kicked to the curb. No, I'm not giving you that one. No. It's okay. It's not my best one. Yeah, you can I do told, better I told, than that. I totally uh, had some bad ones. Sean, all right. I have uh, my last uh, three with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, as as we uh, as we saw in the Super Bowl, he was uh, running for his life. He was getting mm -hmm. no protection from his offensive line. So my headline reads, Mahomes alone. I, I just kind of rewatched those movies, so I'm, 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 I'm okay with it. That's okay. Mahomes alone. I was trying to find something with Mahomes. I had I a pat one more with him, so yeah. I have a pat one, but I got rid of it. So I'm gonna go to my uh, my uh, Tom Brady. Uh, you had a Brady one. I'm gonna go with my Brady one. Uh, we know how many Super Bowls he has now. We know how how many Super Bowl MVPs he has now. How many appearances he has now? Well, Brady's got a bunch. All right, all right, I'll give you that one. Good play. Uh, yeah, all right, I got uh, two more. Mm -hmm. uh, another one for uh, Mahomes, Sean, and the fact that he was uh, getting no sure. protection. Uh, the lights are on, but nobody's Mahomes. <laughs> Not bad. That, that would have been great if he, like, was knocked out with a concussion. Oh, no, that, that wouldn't have been nice. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> All right. Um, this one's for you. This, so this is uh, this is for all the people that are, you know, there's there's the Tom Brady haters, Mitch Gallo, but you get bombarded by the Tom Brady lovers. And these are the people that were Patriots fans and are now Bucks fans, uh, but they don't even care. They're just Tom Brady in your face all the time. Hey, he's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. Why don't you acknowledge him as the GOAT? He's right. It's so annoying. It's just like, yeah, he's great. He's the best. Congratulations. Like, yeah, I get it. Okay. Like, I know you have to deal with it probably a little more than I do because you're very upfront with how much you hate Tom Brady. So I'm just going to give a headline for those guys. Pom-poms for Tom-toms. <laughs> Love it, Sean. Ding, ding, ding. If that's Dave's gotten to the course about digital editing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my final one, uh, season is over for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Sean. Yeah. So my headline reads, 
Country road, take my home to the place he belongs. You just, that, that is a great Bell Center moment. <laughs> right? With the third Agreed. period, then they, they turn the, they play the, they play the chords and then they, they drop everything and everybody keeps singing. I know you love that. It's my favorite. Yeah, and they're not the only arena that does it, but I know. All right, this one's for you. I knew I wanted to finish with this one. Uh, heading into the season, what was the biggest storyline with the season starting? Tom Brady leaving the Patriots, right? Sure, yeah. And going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then it was, who's going to do better? Are the Patriots going to do better with Belichick? Without Brady? Or is Brady going to do better? Who's going to make the playoffs? Who's going to go further? Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Well, we got our answer. And our answer is, Fuck you, Belichick. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. I told you I had some good ones to finish off. It's a good name for the podcast. Fuck you, Belichick. I don't know. I still like pom-poms for tom-toms. Like All right. You wrote. Uh, Mitch, the uh, pop quiz always brought to you by Cunningham's Pub. And uh, check them out in St. Anne de Bellevue. Uh, you could get uh, order on their Facebook. You could order online uh, for Cunningham's Pub. Make sure you get that order in because those chicken wings are flying. Uh, Cunningham's Pub in St. Anne de Bellevue, the best chicken wings. Halle Berry says so. And we're still waiting to get her on the podcast. Mitch, I have a little podcast uh, pop quiz for you. Are you ready to go? I'm born ready. All right. So in one of the more recent episodes in a random sports slots, I said, I thought Marner's, Marner's, Matthews and Marner will one day go one to an NHL scoring. Remember that? Yes, sir. Since 1990, that has happened four times. Can you name the seven players that have done it? One, two in NHL scoring from the same team since 1990. It's happened four times, but there's seven players. Do some math, you know. So you just want you just want the individual players. Well, get the pairings up, you know. Okay, uh, Yager Lemieux. Yes, that happened in 1996. Uh, Lemieux Francis. Nope. Uh, Forsberg Sackick? No. Uh, let's just say when you did that second guess, you got half of it right. Yeah, I figured, I figured so. Uh, he's the one that did it twice. Yeah. Mario Lemieux Mary did it twice. Yeah. Lemieux Recchi? Nope. Lemieux Mullen? Nope. It's like it's not Yager, then who? <laughs> Lemieux Stevens? You got it. Lemieux Stevens in 1992, 91, 92. So you got the Penguins out of the way. Uh, but there are two, uh, I guess, four more players left of uh, did one, two in NHL scoring uh, since 1990. And so there's no, re there's no repeats? No, there's no repeats the rest of the way. All right. Uh, Henrik and Daniel? No. Crosby you know Mountain? what? Uh, nope. There's a lot of, you know, I noticed, I'm going to have to look this up. When I was looking into this, there's a lot of teammates that finished 2-3. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
because I'm, I'm just trying to go over the Art Ross Trophy winners and think if there's and anybody. Then find yeah, and find, yeah, and then find the teammate. Yeah. That's why uh, Forsberg, Sackick, you said no. Yager won it like seven times in the 90s. Yeah, there's one There's one that's a, a split generation. There's like from the old generation and the new generation, they cross paths. Yeah, okay. Um... That's, that's one of them to give you a clue. And one you are totally overlooking. One I'm totally overlooking. You're you're overlooking one a hundred percent. The other one is like he one is like he's retired now and one's still playing type of generation. And they were okay. one scoring. Yeah. If that gives you uh, any and feel free on the pop quiz, get your answers in. You could comment as you're watching here on YouTube or listening on SoundCloud or Spotify or wherever you get your uh, podcasts on iTunes, you can uh, tweet us directly at Mitch Y. Gallo, Sean R. Campbell, as Mitch tries to answer this pop quiz brought to you by Cunningham's Pub. Say Louis uh, LeCavier? Say Louis Richards? I said two different generations. Two different generations? One's retired, one's still playing. This doesn't help me. Richards and LeCavalier are both retired. Yeah. But for a player on Tampa Bay that is active. Oh, St. Louis Stamkos? There you go. 2013. St. Louis led the league in scoring in 2013? Yep. Oh, because I was thinking about the time he led the scoring in 2004. I didn't realize he did it 10 freaking years later. <laughs> he was pretty good at hockey. No kidding. Uh, Thornton Marlowe? No. You're totally overlooking this one. I don't know how many clues I want to give on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about don't think too hard. It'll come to you. It should have been the first thing you said. Oh, that's your backstrom? No. So you're thinking too hard for that one. Like, what's the simplest thing you could say right now? Simplest thing. No, Gretzky Messier? No. You're going in the wrong direction. Wrong direction? Yeah. Uh, I only have two minutes left here. Okay, well, you said Gretzky and Messier. You're in the wrong direction, but you're on the right team. Oh, McDavid Dreisaitl. Last year. Right. It's, it's yeah. funny. That's the one you didn't really get. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Uh, there you go. You got him. Oh, there's no more? No, there's four. Since okay. 1990. Oh, my brain hurts now. It's too late at night for this. I, I told you we're late at night right now. Yeah, that's fine. That's okay. My beer's empty. I need another one. Uh, thanks to LeBros, as always, here on the Post Game Pies podcast. Hey, at least we could say bye to Brian Wild now, like last episode, just cut us off completely. Bye, Brian. Thanks for joining us. Brian! Brian! Well, how's that for your entertainment value? They've done their job very, very well. Awesome! No, 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 no. Come on. VBF.